Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Dion, you're back and I am so excited. How have you been? I have been so amazing. I'm like grinning from ear to ear because like I really mean that. (laughs) I'm doing so good, girl. Yes. I'm happy to hear that. What is making you like feel so good, be so good? How have things been since we last talked? It's been a while. It has, girl, that was a whole nother lifetime. I don't even know who that woman was that you spoke to, you know, but I have gratitude for her. A lot of love and gratitude. A lot has changed. I mean, I, I'm no longer living in Chicago. I'm no longer married. I am no longer a part of Black Girl in Ohm, you know, and I'm just truly walking into a season of just like unfamiliarity, which is exciting because it's literally just me and the Lord. And Mm -hmm. it's never really been that. So I'm just excited because I just, I don't know, I just feel so at peace knowing that I can take up space unapologetically and like not have to shrink myself or perform any scripts for anybody because I'm operating in some type of dynamic. So I feel free. I think that's what it is. Wow, Dion. Wow. Okay. That is absolutely (laughs) very different. You sound really liberated and sure of yourself. And I think that that is beautiful in its own right. So let's dive into that a little bit. You mentioned you're no longer married. Of course, you don't have to go into details about that. But I would love to hear you talk about like that transition from wife unit to beyond the individual and walking with yourself and alongside the Lord and really stepping Mm -hmm. into your faith as an individual person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was not an easy transition, of course. You know, being married to somebody is like being glued to that person, you know, and when you are separating, it's like a a ripping of paper. Like you're ripping the bond, you're ripping the unit. And obviously, you know, I don't feel like that's what God intended marriage for, even though it happens sometimes, you know, it was difficult for sure. It was a thing that I had to absolutely do. And I think that when, which I'm going to talk about more in detail, but working within the body of Home for Love gave me a lot of strength that I didn't have. And it allowed me to see things from a different perspective around the decisions that I was making and my self-worth and what I felt like I deserved. And so coming into an awareness of like all of that and doing a lot of deep introspection around like who I am, what my desires are, you know, what I deserve, the type of partnership that I wanted to be in. I did a lot of assessment and it is so undeon like to walk away from something when I know that all eyes are on me, especially being a Christian, you know, Mm -hmm. like divorce is not a thing that's celebrated. You know, a lot of people demonize you for doing such a thing. And that was like another level of pressure that I kind of had to navigate and deal with. Mm -hmm. And so like I said, it's just been in me and God. And so having that, that peace of mind, knowing that, no, I'm making the right decision. Like nobody had to walk in my shoes. Nobody experienced what I experienced. And for me, it was a form of self-advocacy because, Mm -hmm. you know, I grew up traumatized. And I was just so used to being in these situations that weren't the best for me. Not to say the people who did those things are bad people, but you know, we all grow, I mean, a lot of people grow up with different types of traumas or different types of situations that don't allow them to be their best selves. Sometimes you're just on the receiving end of that. 
And that's for me and my partner. He's not the only one doing things that are harmful. I did as well. And so I was just like, you know, I I have to leave. I literally got to my wit's end and I was just like, I just can't do it anymore. And so I left and I flew two of my best friends to Chicago and we drove down to Texas. It was in September of 2018. And uh, I've been in Texas for a minute just to kind of get back grounded and just to be around a loving and supportive community, uh, which is what I needed. And so I didn't have to take a back seat in life for a little bit. But, you know, my ex-husband and I are, we are on great terms by the grace of God. And we've been able to talk through things, which is really beautiful. And I'm just, I'm grateful to have that type of relationship with him still, even though we couldn't function in that sort of dynamic. Yeah. Mm -hmm, That's, mm-hmm. that, that's major. And that is a hard decision I can only imagine to make. I'm really extremely proud of you for advocating for yourself. And Thank it's you. been really wonderful to see your evolution through your art, just, you know, through social media and then this beautiful campaign. And it's in the world. And I want you to talk about the body of Home for Love, mm-hmm. how it came to be, what made you bring it to the world, why you think it's important and how it's serving the community today. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I First of all, I just, and I always say this, I just feel, sometimes I feel like the luckiest woman in the world to be able to do this. It's not something that I chose at all. Like, if someone told me my life would be this way, I'd, girl, you lying. You know, like, no, I'm mm-hmm. not me. It was crazy because it was 2018. Ooh, that was a, that was a very difficult year. Like, my husband and I were going through a season, and so I have applied for this Visco grant, and at the very last minute, because I'm a last minute person, but you know, we're shifting that in 2020. <laughs> God was like, you should do this on sexual assault. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm doing that. That's like, that is, <laughs> that is vulnerability to the, the highest degree. But yeah. you know, I try to stand true to my convictions. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was just like, oh yeah, I'll just take photos and like interview women, you know, and thinking that it was going to be this very simple process. Cause I was so used to dissociating like detachment is my disposition and it sucks, but you know, I'm getting help for that right now, but dealing with trauma kind of, those are some of the symptoms that you deal with. So I went into this thinking I was going to be detached. And this was truly God's way of like bringing me into like um, a full state of just present mindedness regarding the things that I had been through with my sexual assault. And so I got the grant. As soon as I submitted the proposal, God was like, this is your grant. So I knew I had it. And then a few days later, I was doing a campaign with H&M. And then this woman who had did makeup for Beyonce's like dance team or whatever, she was doing my makeup. So I was like, oh my God, this is already a blessed day. Like, what the heck? They called me while I was in the chair and they were like, Dion, you got the grant. And I was like, what? And I was actually shocked, but I was like, I already did this, boo, because the Lord done told me that I this is my grant, you know? And so I'm just like, oh my God. And so I tell the girl who, who's doing my makeup and she just bursts into tears. She's like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Because I told her what the project was about. And I was just like, wow, okay. So I got 20 grand, like, mm, like let's go and do this. And so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Woo, wow, wow, wow. Those six months of, of traveling across the U.S. interviewing, I interviewed like 13 survivors. I was definitely like at my worst. Like I looked like I had raccoon eyes. I was going through issues in my marriage because all of this stuff was coming up and I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, suppress it any longer. It was like I can no longer detach from my trauma, from my past. So it just brought in a lot. It was so much. And I was like, God, I don't know if I can handle this. You know, it was a lot of emotional labor. You know what I'm saying? It definitely was a, a, a season of just like, I don't even know what to call it. Just awareness 
And so I thought that, you know, after me interviewing all these women, I was just going to do an art exhibition, showing the photos and showing the stories. And that was it. But God was like, no, like this is going to be its own entity, its own thing. And I was just like, oh, really? You know, and so I was sitting in the car one day and God is just like downloading all of these ideas to me. And, you know, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And I was just like, I didn't see this at the time. And then mind you, I'm still the art director for Black Girl and Elm. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. that is like taking over my life. And I have no idea how I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Um, Especially going through all of this emotional stuff, going through a divorce, yada, yada. Like, what am I supposed to do? And so I realized that I was operating at a 40% in every area of my life because I was spreading myself way too thin. You know, I was doing this emotional work, which I feel like I've been called to do. Like, even though the body home for love, like the origin story was, was kind of hard and challenging or whatever, it was still such a necessary part of my healing. And it's, it was so beautiful because I formed these relationships with these women and I had a chance to like tap into real sisterhood and community um, Mm -hmm. over something that resonated with me. It's like, yes, you have healing, but healing that's so specific to something that I dealt with that I needed healing around. Like it was just all divine. And so in January of 2018, I started, you know, getting my paperwork ready and I was just like, okay, I'm going to make this into a nonprofit. And I was like, Ooh, you know, we're going to be doing things around visual storytelling, you know, just kind of like, I don't know what the heck I was doing. I was just like, yeah, this sounds good. Like that's what the body home for love will be because I was used to it being like a photography thing. And then, you know, God was like, no, Dion, like this is an opportunity for you to do everything you love. Um, bring them, merge all of those things into something that could serve your community in a way that hasn't been done before. So I'm thinking about all the things I like, you know, I'm an art director and you know, from my Instagram feed and just the way I curate things. Like I love curating beautiful aesthetics, especially for black women, because I feel mm-hmm. like we deserve that. And so, and like, it pains me when I see marginalized people not being validated enough or not being celebrated enough or even considered worthy enough to experience beautiful things. Yeah. You know, and, and the Bible talks about partiality and how it's not like we should not be showing favoritism. And so for me within the body, yes, we're, we're helping survivors heal through art therapy and through like design and art and like all these other things. Another thing that's important to me is making sure that I am intentional about the spaces that I create, because I believe that art and design is a mechanism for healing. You know, when you go into Target, you love being at Target because it's so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. surrounded by beautiful things. And I'm like, I feel like rarely are there ever opportunities for us to cater to black women in all like regarding all five senses and I feel like you know sometimes we are we discriminate those who we show up for and how we show up for them based on their socioeconomic status you know and I don't think that that's fair so I grew up poor and I grew up a survivor so I know what it feels like to be on opposite ends of you know the spectrum of like having nothing having limited resources and now being on the side where I'm thriving and I have access to these spaces I want to be able to create these like well-produced gorgeous like impactful culture shifting like you know experiences for the people that we oppress the most you know what I'm saying for the women who are counted out the most and so Mm. within the body of home for love yes we're helping you journey back to your body as a safe space because you deserve that because you've been sexualized and you know hypersexualized time and time again or you know you're being blamed for the fact that men are turned on by you which is not your fault and it's just like all of these narratives that really strip us from having agency and freedom it's just like I'm trying to restore the confidence back into women. I'm trying to restore um, the way that we look at ourselves, the self-love, the self-care, the sisterhood, the vulnerability, especially within the Black community because we don't talk about it. And you're just like, girl, this is 
too common for us not to talk about. I'm dealing with the church, which is another aspect of it, because a lot of the women that I interviewed were molested and raped by deacons and pastors. And I'm just like, whoa, you know, so yeah, girl, it's crazy. But it's, I'm not even shocked by it. And then you have stories where, you know, the people are like, well, we got to pray for pastor, you know, but they'll, mm -hmm. you know, exile the girl. But then they'll, exactly, exactly. Right, right. I just be like, wow, y'all are literally on something. But... <laughs>morning. It starts a chain of daily successes. And I know this because when we are up together and we do make our beds right upon rising, I feel like the day does get off to a fresh start. What I love most about Brooklyn and Sheets is that I am more excited to walk in the room and see a freshly made bed with their beautiful sheets and offerings on them. The high quality sheets are great and at a low price. Their sheets are soft and well made, which you can't beat. And for the price, it is wonderful quality. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. They offer all luxury products without the luxury markup. Brooklinen also offers a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials for your lounging needs, like their classic, cool, and crisp, timeless with a matte finish, luxe, sateen, buttery, smooth cotton sheets, or my favorite, the linen, which is airy and effortlessly chic, made with the highest quality flax in the world. Needless to say, Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. So get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code HeyGirl only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Again, that's promo code HeyGirl only at brooklinen.com for 10% off your first order. You are a Christian. You are yeah. you are connected to God. You are walking alongside your faith very heavily. How is that? As you navigate yeah. dealing with victims mm -hmm. who have been sexually violated, molested, assaulted, raped by people in the church, and then you have to face mm -hmm. the church. Mm -hmm. What has that been like for you? And does it shift your faith? That is a very great question. And I generally talk about this with my best friend. Like I'm always asking her questions. I'm always, you know, asking for accountability. That has been one of the hardest things. Like, you know, when you think about sensuality and sexuality and like, like yesterday I posted a photo and, you know, I had a friend say, you know, you're posting a nude or whatever. And I knew where he was coming from. He was basically trying to talk about me being a Christian and also sharing a photo that I posted. And something that I deal with is perspective. That's one of the main things that I deal with because I feel like, some people's 
natural, like their go-to thing is to sexualize. And I don't view art that way. You know, like there are people who'd be like, well, how are you a Christian? And you're showing all these women in their body parts. And I'm just like, I'm honoring and celebrating these women. You are sexualizing them. That is the issue. The issue is not what I'm doing. It's how you're perceiving it. And especially when it comes to black bodies, like that's how, that's what we know to do. Mm -hmm. And so I do a lot of education around that. Like a lot of my photography is like, well, especially for the body, it's like boobs and butt and this and that, but it's by no means sexualizing these women. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, like I said, honoring and celebrating these these bodies because they're beautiful and they're earth homes. But for me as a Christian, like navigating this space, I've been praying a lot, you know, and I've had a few cry out sessions with the Lord. And I'm sometimes I'm just like, God, like, do you support women's rights? Like, how am I going to be out here talking about this and that? And I'm just like, you know, like, where does God stand on all of this? You know, and so mm-hmm. it really, really, it gives me more peace around having questions because I don't believe in blindly following something you know and so it's been creating space for me to go back and read the word to do a lot of research around that to figure out the ways in which humans have come in and created their own interpretations around scripture you know to perpetuate a certain narrative as well so like learning is just really been a learning phase for me and then having a spiritual mentor to go and talk to but I know that I won't have answers for every single question that I ask God regarding what I'm doing within the body but I definitely try to be as mindful as possible around the fact that there are certain things that I advocate for that I just won't do because as a Christian, I've given up my rights. I've given up certain rights. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I can advocate for women because yes, you do deserve this. You do deserve that, you know, but I also know that because I have subscribed to, you know, following Jesus, I've happily given over some of my rights. So, and I know for some people, it's kind of hard for them to understand and grasp that. But like, when I talk about it with some of my friends are like, I understand where you're coming from. Like I can advocate for women's rights, but there's a certain things that I personally won't participate in due to my faith in Christ. Mm. Yeah. So that's one, I guess, solid way, I guess that I could tell you that's how I'm navigating working within the body and being a Christian. And how does that feel for you at the end of the day? Do you feel good around your decisions? Does it feel confusing or are you just kind of taking the lessons as they present themselves to you? Because this is a really big and major project that you're doing and it touches on things that people aren't talking about. I mean, we just went through a whole list of reasons why Black people especially don't talk about things like this, even though we are the most hypersexualized. We are the most silenced. We are the most marginalized. You know what I mean? So it's like, Mm -hmm. how are you learning how to discern the lessons that are presented to you or is it just a daily lesson which I feel like life is most of the time (laughs) okay okay yeah I mean it definitely is like one day at a time for me and then my like knowing my identity brings me the most peace that's the core that's the core Mm. of who I am you know what I'm saying and and I've been consistent with that since day one. And, you know, obviously I know I'm in the wellness space and people are like, well, how are you doing this with the Lord? I'm like, girl, it's, I mean, a lot of the wellness practices are based off of Christian principles, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and God's word won't return void because his word is true through and through, even if you're a believer or not. If it is a principle that God has created, you're going to see the fruit of it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's how I live my life. And I just kind of have to stand firm in my beliefs and kind of think for myself and making sure that whenever I'm coming in contact with believers who are questioning what I'm doing, that I'm not being arrogant because there are times when someone needs to sit me down and say, Dion, okay, you know, da, 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 you know, and I'm okay with that. So I do ask God for an humble spirit, but also like, I know that this is controversial and because we haven't talked about this, it is new. 
Like, I don't know anyone who's doing what I'm doing. I don't have a template to follow. So I'm just like, I'm out here following the spirit and that is the best I can do. I'm going to make mistakes along the way. I'm probably going to say something I'm not supposed to say, but I'm okay with that, you know, because this isn't like a black and white thing. This is so nuanced. And it can Mm -hmm. be terrifying, but I'm just like, at the end of the day, regardless of the nuance and the this and the that, like we're impacting lives. We are freeing women. We are helping women heal. And that to me is is so important. And if I can help women come to Jesus along this, that would be even better. But like at the end of the day, I can't act like a robot. Like I I Mm -hmm. have to be fluid. You know what I'm saying? And making sure that I'm checking in with the Holy Spirit and that if I'm convicted about something, that is God leading me and saying, okay, if I feel convicted about it, I'm not going to do it. And that's just how I have to navigate. And like I said, because I'm a Christian and I'm also talking about sexuality, I'm not going to be able to please everybody. That's another thing I have right. to do as well. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I feel like I am doing the will of God, that is my main, main concern. I'm doing the will of God and like I'm serving these marginalized communities. I'm Gucci because I'm, I'm going to stress myself out <laughs> if I think about all the other <laughs> stuff all the time. Like what the heck, right. you know? I love that. I feel that. And I'm really just inspired by you and your ability to step into this really great gray space. Thank you. But but doing it with so much poise and conviction and also standing true in who you are, your story, your voice, and owning that. And I think that that's really at the root of being at home in your body, Mm, regardless of the traumas that we've been through, the pain, the devastation, the loss. Oh, I could go on. That's just I love that. And that was so affirming. I really appreciate you saying that. I didn't even realize that that's what was going on, like feeling at home in my body. I really, I just need you to know, like, I really, really appreciate you saying that. You're welcome. Like, wow. You're welcome. Are you a social drinker? Do you enjoy wine down Wednesdays with your girlfriends on Zoom after work? Did you have a little bit too much to drink once and woke up with a hangover? Well, Goody's Hangover is more than the natural supplements you've seen before for treating hangovers. With a history rooted in analgesics and putting an end to tough pain, Goody's Hangover has the right formula to stop pain fast and provide a boost of alertness. Goody's Hangover Powder temporarily relieves minor aches and pains due to hangover, headaches, or muscle aches. It also helps restore mental alertness when experiencing fatigue or drowsiness associated with a hangover. It's also easy to use. You can toss it back or mix it with water or any other non-alcoholic beverage of your choice. Goodies understands that you can't afford to let a hangover slow you down. And for a hangover that is real tough, you need real medicine. Now you can have a fun night on Zoom with your girls without worrying about the next morning. Goodies hangovers. Real medicine for real hangovers. Fast relief with a boost of alertness. Um, we're having a moment. I love it. We are having a moment. I'm (laughs) rambling on. I'm like, do people even know what the body is? I'm like, yeah, girl, we did this and that. And I don't even, I don't know if you wanted me to give a formal, uh, three liner. Yes, go ahead. The body at home for love is a 501c3 nonprofit organization shifting culture around how black women heal from sexual trauma. 
um, through restorative programming, through art, design, wellness. We curate experiences that impart healing rituals to Black women in need of self-love, community, and safe spaces. We are also committed to helping women and helping survivors heal through joy and reclaim their bodies as homes for love. So that is my mm -hmm. formal description of the body and it's so beautiful <laughs> it is absolutely so beautiful and before we go mm -hmm. i would love for you to touch on what your self-care is looking like as you navigate the body at home for love and also the different changes that you've gone through over the past two years how has self-care shown up at your lowest point and yeah. now at your highest point Mm, that's a good question. The Body at Home for Love to me represents uh, a wilderness, one that I had to go into alone because I'm without a husband. I'm also without like a business partner, like from Black Girl and Own. Like, like that dynamic, it was no longer there. So me going into the body was truly like, wow, God, it's just me and you going into this wilderness. And I think that my self-care really showed up in different ways. For one, like embracing my sensuality and sexuality because I used to be very like, oh, I don't want to admit this or I don't want to say that I like this or da 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 Like letting that go and truly just embracing the fact that I'm a woman and that I love this and I love that and I like to move my body and I like to feel this way has been one of the most liberating things. And I feel like me having thoughts and kind of what's the word? Resisting the urgency to deem something good or bad has been a form of self-care for me, truly. Because it allows me to be human. It allows me to be fluid. You know, just like, girl, that's a thought. You know, like, don't deem it as this or that. Another form of self-care for me has been truly like getting up in the morning and getting dressed up because <laughs> I was going through a depressive state for a minute um, because I was at home, like working. And I was like not getting dressed. I was just on my couch and I was miserable. And so I was just like, Dion, you know, when you are, you know, you dressed up and like, you know, you put some lip gloss on or your wigs on, like it really helps you to feel better and it helps you to accomplish more goals and stuff like that. And then also I am a workaholic. I love what I do so much. I would do it around the clock. I love it that Me much. Me too. You know, yes. <laughs> and it's a blessing to wake up every morning like, ooh, what am I going to do for the body? You know, like, yep. oh, yep. I don't take it for granted. But I'm like, girl, if you don't go sit down somewhere like you I mean you know I do want to date again I do want to get married again um and I'm just like if I'm so in my head is in my books all the times or, or if I'm working all the time I'm not going to be able to um have these very authentic experiences with other human beings that's another form of self-care and then lastly journaling and working out I'm trying to I'm trying to get these buns right I'm trying to get snatched up <laughs> Listen. <laughs> okay. Trying to get yes. snatched up. Yes. So that's been great. Um, like, because working out, I just, first of all, it's discipline. And that discipline transfers into every other area of your life. And I need yeah. discipline. So yeah, those are some things Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.